0: father's lightsaber.
1: What? Lightsabers, precious!
0: Hello, and welcome again to What's Lightsaber's Precious? The Lord of the
1: Rings and Star Wars Encyclopedia podcast, your Waste Time Fictional wikis. My name is Ryan. My name is Joanna.
0: So much for our output getting spottier.
1: Yep. uh, You got it. It's a a double whammy little mini episode this week. Um, In case you didn't listen to our Christopher Tolkien episode, um, we're going to be kind of putting these out as we find topics to talk about, Uh, more topical and um mostly because Lord of the Rings is a deep, deep well, but not very wide. Star Wars is a is a shallow uh, but extremely wide puddle. Thanks for your understanding. We're gonna have some new projects coming down the pipe soon though, so we're gonna we're gonna keep you post about that. I them. mean that's
0: the fortunate thing is that new Star Wars content and soon new Lord of the Rings content is like actively coming out.
1: We're just gonna wait until that happens. Yes, yep. Um, but we thought, it's been enough time. It's been a few weeks since both of these things uh, concluded and came out, and we can talk about them in a kind of a dense spoil cast. That's right, folks. We're going to talk about The Rise of Skywalker... And, you, and The Mandalorian. If
0: you haven't seen it yet, I have to believe that, like, you don't care that much. Yeah. Um. So we, you shouldn't care about spoilers. I'm, I'm telling you how to feel.
1: Yeah, if you haven't seen either of these things, you probably just want to shut it off because we're going to talk about them in depth. and uh, Maybe not in depth, but at least we're going to spoil some things that maybe might be important to you. Um, The Rise of Skywalker. Let's start with this one.
0: Okay. Now, I I want to approach this in, like, a structured way. I, I don't have- want it to just be us,
1: like... Like talking... Listing
0: things we liked and didn't like. Well,
1: that's kind of what I made a list of. But we can... I think there'll be good jumping off points. All right, let's do it. So this is a movie that I have very divided feelings about.
0: As do many people, I think.
1: And so I made a list of pros. Yes. I made a list of cons. All
0: right, but these are just... As Christopher Tolkien would have said, just your opinion. Just my opinion. Just your opinion.
1: As Simon didn't say, just my opinion. Just your opinion. (laughs) Rise of Skywalker. I don't need to talk about the plot too much, um... But, uh, here's my first pro. The gang gets to hang out through most of the movie. They
0: do. That was something that many people, um, did not like from The Last Jedi, is that the main trio of Finn, Poe, and Rey were split up too much of it. Now, I would argue that that also happens in the original trilogy, um, uh, with uh, uh, Mm -hmm. Han and Mm -hmm. Leia being Mm -hmm. separated from Luke for, for a substantial portion of the second movie. Yeah, yeah. But, never mind.
1: Never mind. But- I think those three actors are very good. I think they're they have- charming. Yes. I think they have good chemistry. I like seeing them hang out together.
0: Yeah, I appreciated that too. Big ups
1: to that. Should I jump between pros and cons to kind of keep it interesting, or should I? Yeah my... Should keep kind of like a, a compliment sandwich, but there's like many, let's do many compl- layers. Let's do
0: the American, the American educational system way, and do a compliment sandwich.
1: Okay, um, my cons list is a little longer though, so we'll see. <laughs> um, cons: too many planets, not enough sense. This is pretty broad. But um, this movie is hyperactive.
0: Yeah, the first one-third to one-half...
1: first hour of this film...
0: Gives you some pretty substantial whiplash.
1: It feels like three movies shoved into one movie. In Star Wars, there's kind of this unspoken rule that you're going to have, like, three or four settings. Three or four planets or locations. In The New Hope, you got Tatooine. You got Yavin. You got the Death Star.
0: Those three. That's about that it. That
1: is your setting. In uh, in Empire Strikes Back, you got Hoth. You got Dagobah. You got Cloud City. Three, three settings. Three settings. The asteroid field, I guess you could count. Even in the prequels, you're talking about, like, uh, episode one. You got Naboo. You got Coruscant. You got Tatooine. Three planets. Okay? This movie, in the first ten minutes... As, like, six planets.
0: It's a lot. It's a lot. It feels like, um, I don't know, like, kind of a really hyperactive star tours. It's basically like, yeah! here's this planet over here, here's this planet over here. It felt like
1: an amusement park ride through hey, the whole movie. Did you
0: guys know there's also this planet? Did yeah. You know? Did you know? Um, so, and what it felt like, I, I don't know. That it was supposed to, I think, like, some old fuddy duddies would say, oh, they're trying to appeal to the ADHD nature of us, our society. And because, you know, like, being ADHD is so freaking horrible. Holla oh. to ADHD people here. Um, and, 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 you know, kids these days can't focus and blah, blah, blah. I don't think that's it. I think it was literally, um, JJ trying to cram everything he would have done with mm. the, with, with movie two and three. Yeah. Of episode the trilogy, eight and nine. But and episode eight and nine into, like, you know, one movie. Yeah, I'm gonna
1: get into that a little bit later um, on my is, cons, uh, but different yeah. different story. <laughs> yeah, but it, it felt like, you know in, in like A Clockwork Orange, where they pry Alex's eyelids open and have him just flash images in front of him to kind of like disorient him and like brainwash him a little bit? Well,
0: yes, but you're missing an important component of that. You know what I mean, though. Is that they give him medicine to make him feel physically violently but, ill so that he won't be able to perpetrate violence anymore. Okay, but the or idea... Or listen to Beethoven. But...
1: I know, forget the sub, the, 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 the actual meaning behind oh, that, okay. but it's like the idea of like...
0: <laughs> if you strip it of all meaning, it's the same sort of thing. I mean, oh,
1: come on. It's just like they're flashing all these images at him to get him disoriented and make him feel sick. I kind of how the first like hour of this movie felt to me a little bit. It almost, like I saw it a second time with my dad, and um, I will say I enjoyed it more the second time than I did the first time, but it felt like they're trying to disorient you into like forgetting everything that happened in previous Star yeah. Wars movies. Yeah. Just ignore like, that. it. Doesn't matter. Ignore it. Ignore it. Ignore it. <laughs> and honestly, I think you could probably watch Episode Nine by itself and be just as confused and fine. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think you need Seven or Eight. I think they're superfluous as far as this movie's concerned, which is not great. Great. Um, but we'll get back to that. Let's yeah. go to another pro. This movie had lots of good creatures.
0: It had like the best creatures. Probably of of all the, the films in the new trilogy. It, yes. They were so good. I Outside
1: have a few cool dudes at the casino in in Last Jedi, this one had some good creatures. For example, uh, he's kind of taken the internet by storm. Babu Frick. Babu
0: Frick. And, and with good reason, because Babu Frick is an objective good in this world.
1: You know what I found a good fact about Babu Frick? He's Lil. He's Lil. He's
0: Lil. He's good at
1: robots. He's very cute. He's a puppet. He fits in your hand, and he giggles like a little madman, but- He's voiced by the same lady that's Moaning Myrtle in Harry Potter. Really? Yeah, she does his voice. Like the lady
0: from Bridget Jones' Diary? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: That kind of squeaky voice, British lady? She's she's Babu Frick. Which I thought that was so cool. That is, a- <laughs> that is really cool,
0: but also kind of inexplicable.
1: <laughs> yep, I was glad my man Babu Frick survived and he showed up at the end of the spaceships. I was so worried about my little guy. They
0: knew we'd be worried, too. I mean... They're like, this. the audience is going to freaking love Babu I got a Frick. big
1: complaint about these new movies is that the aliens introduced don't actually get to do much. They don't actually have names or lines most of the time. Yes. But Babu Frick... Babu Frick gets an important plot point and also he's very cute and he gets and respect and he gets respect he gets I,
0: respect
1: Ray talks to him like a human and I yes. respect that yes uh, another good guy was Claude who's like the yellow banana slug guy
0: okay I was just gonna mention so speaking of aliens not getting anything to do okay
1: now Okay. okay so we should, we should go, go back a few like a few months ago when we saw the first poster for Rise of Skywalker we're like who the hell is, is that yellow, yellow guy, guy? <laughs> so well it turns, turns out his in, name is Claude his name is Claude <laughs> He is
0: shown for approximately like maybe one point five seconds. He's in, the in two scenes movie. of the movie. Um, the the movie opens up with um them in sort of a like a dogfight. They're doing
1: they're doing hyperspace jumping.
0: Yes, hyperspace jumping. And at one point, for literally a fraction of a second, the camera zooms in on a yellow. Alien. No, they
1: don't even zoom in on him. Poe walks by and passes him on the show. Says, "Good job out there, Claude," and goes into the cockpit. And that's no.
0: There <laughs> is one scene though where they zoom in on his face, looking worried. Yeah. Like Literally yeah. a fraction of a second. They're,
1: going, like, they're doing like a barrel roll They or don't something. explain
0: how they met him. They don't explain why he's there.
1: Claude is at the beginning. He's at the very end when they have that moment of like a gay couple kissing. Claude's also getting hugged by somebody in the background. That well, is-
0: maybe that's supposed to be like, you know, interspecies representation.
1: That'd be good. Claude's boyfriend or whatever. Yeah. But I like Claude. I think he's fun looking. I think he's a good practical big banana slug monster. Every time
0: they showed him I laughed though because he was so unexplained.
1: And I don't know what he was... He, I think Post did a good job fixing the engines or something like that. Like, how did that guy fix the engines? How did he do
0: that? Is he like their new like mechanic? Is he like their... But they have Chewbacca. Yeah. So like what is, Cla- what is Claude?
1: Another good alien were the the aliens at Burning Man in the middle of the movie. <laughs>
0: The aliens yeah i know what you mean like the, like you might the, need to give some context there's though. a
1: desert festival where they're doing like this celebration of life or whatever and there's a bunch of these aliens with like tentacle faces i thought they were cool the little girl one's pretty cute that talks to ray and like what's your name or whatever that was pretty I'm cute ray.
0: ray nobody
1: yep um i liked the big guy in the back of the cantina which guy they walk through a cantina. There's a part where actually John Williams is the bartender. Oh, I there's didn't this, know that. He's like the old, he's the old white guy with like an eye patch or whatever. But there's like there's this big elephant guy in the background. you remember this in the no. theater? Where we both like elbowed each other. Like, oh, did you see that guy? Like,
0: I remember elbowing each other when there was like a literal chimpanzee. Okay, that's my next one.
1: Would be the Sith welding chimp who is. Also, maybe as good as Babu Frick in my mind. Like I don't know. It's maybe because he's a- literally just a chimp. He's a chimp he's with welding chimp- goggles. He, he welding. fixes Kylo Ren's helmet. He's got pointy ears, but he's literally just a chimp. And I thought that was really good. And I feel like it might have been Andy Circus getting to do something in this movie. If he's you- getting so typecast as a chimp, <laughs> I don't think it's him. But I think if, if it was, and if he was anybody in this movie, he'd be that welding. Definitely chip. that welding chimp. Um. So I thought they were good creatures. Also, the um, the giant snake that that Ray heals is kind of cute. It's I thought- cute.
0: Also, yeah. Also. Dio.
1: Oh, Dio the droid is pretty Dio good, too. Dio the little too. droid is cute. I like his little voice. He's actually voiced by J.J. Abrams, which so I didn't is know Is he? That. Yeah.
0: Well, he's cute. His mannerisms are really cute, and, he's um, like a He's like,
1: a, he's like a, um, a desk lamp stuck to a tire, like in a unicycle sort of shape. He's, he's
0: like how the Pixar lamp got turned into a, a droid. Yeah. And had a wheel. It
1: gives BB-8 a friend. I like that. I just
0: really like how when you try to touch him, he just says, no, thank you.
1: No, thank you. No, thank you. He's like very, uh... He's like like a, like kind of a, a abused dog or something, Yeah, which I think is cute um
0: dog abuse is really cute shut up uh,
1: <laughs> some good creatures babu frick my man back to cons okay. bum, bum bum two pointless MacGuffins. this movie has too many MacGuffins. there are these uh, wayfinders as well as a sith dagger that has the exact topography of the death star now, is when you line or- it up with the Death Star in the ocean.
0: Now, yes, which is weird because if it's in the ocean, it would be constantly shifting and there's no way. Like, the alignment yeah. would still be Someone had be to sit on that ragged. cliff and they had to
1: carve it out exactly with lining it up with this, this chunk of a Death Star. That. Someone, Someone just, just, there just
0: did that. Someone um, Although I would argue it wasn't a MacGuffin because it did accomplish something.
1: But did it because...
0: Cause, yeah, because it helped her line it up with the Death Star and be like, oh, it's the Death Star.
1: Think of how much better that scene would have been if they didn't have a dagger and she was just like... She just felt the Emperor's presence in the Death Star. It's like it's in there. I know where it is. I'm gonna go find it. Yeah,
0: I guess the dagger didn't really have a point. <laughs> the dagger <laughs> had true. the
1: the dagger had Sith writing on it that that gave the location of the evil Sith planet. However, in the, like near the end of the movie, they're like, "Oh, by the way, Dio has it in his brain the whole time." Yes.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah. Dio did. Dio did have that. But consider this. So they wiped
1: c 3 brain for nothing. But consider this. Yeah.
0: If they hadn't... Because here's the thing. So the writing on the dagger, it's in the Sith language. C-3PO is forbidden from translating I know, it. but... So they have, to, they have to wipe his brain. With um, Babu Frick, with I know. Frick. So there would be no Babu Frick
1: Babu if there Frick.
0: wasn't the Sith dagger.
1: I honestly, I would have Babu Frick show up in, like, The Mandalorian or something and not have him in this movie if it didn't mean having a stupid dagger.
0: I hope he does
1: show up in I would love that. Or a species, at least. Like, little guys who, like, fix droids and stuff. I'd love that. Yeah. That'd be great. But I thought this, like, J.J. loves a MacGuffin. And I just think, like, the movie would have been so much cleaner with only one of them or none of them. So much of the movie could be done away with.
0: They wouldn't have to jump from planet to planet to planet to planet to planet.
1: Exactly. And give me Whiplash, jumping around between scenes and not really having, there was no time to breathe in this movie, and I feel like it needed a few seconds of breathing room, at least to explain some stuff or at least like like slow down, spend some time with the characters, let them talk to each other. Like in the old Star Wars, Star Wars, the old Star Wars is very fast paced. However, there's moments where the characters are kind of like hanging out. Yeah, they didn't get any of that. No time for that. And I think the MacGuffins make it kind of uh, uh, take up a lot of time. They end up being kind of pointless in the end. And kind of like you watch it a second time i was realizing how useless these MacGuffins are they hold up the first time but the second time you watch it like wait a minute i know exactly where this is going why are they wasting so much time with oh this God,
0: that's such a cinema sin ding
1: ding ding mcguffins hate them hate them dagger's stupid way fine. i'm gonna talk about that a little bit too but well like, it just
0: gets like broken immediately so yeah
1: yeah it's pointless um uh back to pros. uh this is a short one. Lando's in it. He's fun. I like Lando's in it. Billy D. Williams is having a good time. You must love Lando. Um, I liked how he was wearing the same sort of shirt as uh, Donald Glover was in the Solo movie. I love
0: the fact that, like, you know, it's, I don't know how many years later, he still has the same fashion sense. One
1: thing I will say, though, he never, he got to fly the Falcon at the end, but never brought up how his girlfriend is robot brain is locked inside
0: it uh, he never was like oh hey l3 i love
1: to even if he just like kind of patted the the, the top and of it like, hey
0: old, girl. hey old girl yeah yeah, yeah. i missed no. you old
1: girl you know would have been so sweet it would have been so nice never, also no, just... he didn't get to fly with his boy Neen nub
0: no well is Neen nub still ex- extant
1: he's flies an x-wing at the end which is dumb because he should be flying the the oh
0: wait was that the Neen nub that was me nub I thought it was just like Neen-Nub species. No, it was
1: the Neen-Nub. He survived the last Jedi. Why only- weren't
0: he and Lando? I thought they were like this.
1: I wanted to see Lando see his friends again, including the spaceship, including his, his little flappy-faced friend, Neen-Nub. And so that's kind of a pro-con. Um, let's go to a real pro. Okay. Um, I thought the Kylo and Rey stuff was, was good.
0: Yeah, actually. Like, they're, they're whenever they were on screen together, it, it worked for me. My favorite, it's pretty
1: electric. My favorite scene in the movie is when they're battling on Babu Frick's planet, but also battling in Kylo's room at the same time. Like That they is of, cool. That was, it was kind of, you know, I know it was kind of cheap, in, in like it, but it was effective how they kept cutting between the two settings. It worked,
0: and also the fact that they could pass things between them yeah, when they were in two separate locations. That is a cool mechanic that was used effectively. I thought it was kind
1: of goofy at first, but I got used to it. I so that's pretty neat. It shows that they're, like, real connected, you know? Like a yes. real like brain connection, real force connection. So,
0: and it's a plot point that's introduced and and then used effectively later. So I
1: approve. It also some cool visuals, you know, like like Kylo swipes his saber and knocks over a berry cart and the planet, but it falls over in, in his bedroom or whatever. Like, that was cool. Berries
0: scattering everywhere. That was
1: pretty neat. I like yes. that. Um, yeah, even the stuff I know we didn't get to talk about this in our episode, but I thought even like their force healing at the end, where Ray brings him back to life. Or he brings her back to life, rather. And he dies. People laughed in our theater. After, you know so, why
0: they laughed? Because of Reylo. Because
1: the Reylo fans. The Reylo fans, when they smooch, they're like, ah! And then after he just faded away ten seconds later, You laughter. have to explain,
0: remember, you have to explain, because this might be people who have not seen the movie.
1: Well, if they should be listening to this episode, then should they?
0: At the end, Kylo and Rey share a kiss that was much longed for by, um people who were invested in a Kylo and Rey relationship. Yep. However, you you have to understand is that as many people as there are who love the idea of Kylo and Rey shacking up, there're an equal number of people who are appalled by it. Yeah, they, I mean really appalled. They
1: they thought it was it was abuse and bad. Uh,
0: and both groups were represented in our theater. So when Kylo and Rey kissed, you heard equal numbers of people getting excited, like "Yay!" Uh-huh. and people being like, "Like uh. up in their mouths." <laughs> uh.
1: yeah. Then
0: two seconds later, Kylo dies, and the sounds were completely reversed.
1: And you got the the Raylos being like, "No," oh! you heard one
0: Reylo go, "Come on!" <laughs>
1: and the anti-Raylos like literally laughing. Like I don't think that's the response they wanted in that scene. I don't know how test audiences handled it. They
0: were laughing at the RayLo's tears. No,
1: I think they were just I think I mean it is it is kind of funny. It does kind of take you off guard. Like even the second time I watched it, like him fading away immediately. Like it just kinda kind of catches you off guard. It's kind of it is just like surprising. And a lot of people when they get surprised they laugh. And I think it's like kind of abrupt and it's not a great effect of him fading out. And um, he gets to become like, he gets to become one with the Force. Yeah. And yet he doesn't show up at the end with his with his his uncle and his mom. You know
0: why? Because he's in hell. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's in Jedi hell.
0: Doesn't matter that he, like, had a redemption arc. He still killed his own dad. He's in hell.
1: Um, other than that, I thought that stuff with them is pretty effective. And I think they're probably the best part of these sequel movies for all of its faults. That relationship and that, that dynamic is really interesting works for me and they did all right with it in rise of skywalker back to a con rose got done dirty (sighs) rose tico this is kelly marie trans character from the last jedi a mechanic completely sidelined in this movie and i
0: almost don't even want to get into the whole like people hating rose it's exhausting to me. I do think a lot of it is rooted in sexism and racism and lookism, but then you'll get people spitting blood if you openly say that. Mm-hmm. So, so people just don't like her. For some reason, any all the all the sins that that the last Jedi was perceived as having committed mm-hmm. got all focused in on Rose and poor Kelly Marie Tran. Yeah. She was chased off social media. Um and uh, I was hoping mm-hmm. that in the third movie that they wouldn't cave. That they wouldn't cave to this, like, racist, sexist, harassing element mm-hmm. of the fan base. But they did.
1: They did completely. They did her dirty. She's only in, like, a... She's probably she's has barely like, in it. She's less than five minutes of screen time, probably. She gets these, like, throwaway lines where Finn's, like... You know, you sure you don't want to come with it? She's like, sorry, I got to look at maps.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Apparently, an excuse I read is that, oh, she's going to have all of her scenes with, with Carrie Fisher. But then she when she died, we couldn't do it. Like, there's this thing called rewriting. Like, she died before the movie came out. Right. You, before the script was probably done. You could have easily changed a lot of things oh, around yeah. that. Oh, yeah. And, like, it's to the point where, like, some of the merchandise that originally had her... In the in the setup, like there's there's t-shirts that came, were gonna that were like preview images came out. Yes, she was on them. Yes, when the actual final versions came out, she's either gone or replaced. And sometimes who's replaced right? My Claude? By
0: fucking Claude! <laughs> by Claude. <laughs> <laughs> this yellow guy.
1: Now she's a character that she's a I, I like I like Ro- She's not my favorite Star Wars character, but she's a character that you don't. Um, I don't think people are used to seeing in a Star Wars movie. They're supposed to be either, like just be cool or hot or powerful and Kelly Mew Tran, you know she, she's a, she's a very pretty actress but compared to, like, you know, these supermodels she's up against, she looks like, much more ordinary. Mm-hmm. And her character is a is a very, like, straightforward, practical mechanic type person.
0: She, I think her main um, characteristic is she has a really good heart. She has a good heart. And there are people who thought that was, like, annoying and preachy, but... Her
1: whole thing in the first movie is, like, you know, we got to protect what we care about rather than throwing away what we got right now. She's a very practically minded person. I think that's an interesting character to have. And a good dynamic with someone like Finn, who's kind of an idealist and a daydreamer, right? Mm-hmm.
0: And so. also was willing to sacrifice himself. Right. She sacrifice ca- his own life for something that it, w- it wouldn't even have accomplished. She has anything. to kind
1: of talk him off the leash. Li- yeah. L- people know, didn't
0: like that either. They're like, oh, she ruined his big hero movement. But like, the he would have died. It would have been the pointless. The goes out of his way to say it would have been pointless. Like, yeah. he wouldn't have accomplished anything. Like,
1: 20 right. people survived in the first, or the, or the resistance there. He would have been pointless. He would have died for no reason. Yep. So... Um,
0: Anyway, I, I liked her. Yeah. Um. I, I guess, like, I can see why she wouldn't be people's favorite, but, like, the level of hatred is ridiculous. And I'm really, like... Upset on her behalf that she got sidelined. She's hanging out with um, Mary Doc Brandywick. Now, Don Monahan. this is another
1: annoying thing. <laughs> Listen, now, so Don McMonahan has said that he got the role by winning a bet with JJ. Okay. They were doing a bet over a soccer match. Okay. And he bet if you, if I, if my guys win this game, you're going to put me in the new Star Wars. And JJ's like, you're on. And he got it. Now the problem with this is it'd be one thing if he was like a one-line character. He has more lines than Rose. And I feel like most of his lines could have been Rose's lines.
0: He has more lines than Rose, but without having a name. Like, he has no name. Like, who's this guy? He's just like this text. Think about it.
1: Every line that he gives, he's also the same role as Rose. Give him all, give his lines to Rose. The lines are there. His lines are still not great, but it gives Rose something more to do. It seems like she has more of an important role within the Resistance. Just like, I need to check maps with with general organa it's like that's dumb that's like
0: yeah and it's also just like very peculiar because to have such a recognizable face in yeah. such like a minor role is distracting like every time he showed up yeah. like it's, it's dominic They it should have made him an alien
1: or like a like a first order trooper or something like it was
0: that. very peculiar
1: also like, I think they put it i feel like we're gonna get into this in a little bit but i feel like he, he has a line of dialogue where someone's like hey why don't we use the um the the holdo maneuver on those de- on those new Star Destroyers They're like no that's stupid it's impossible it'll never work Blah, one uh, chance only once another way
0: just be like hey ignore Last Jedi it didn't matter
1: and they gave that line to a character that was like brand new and they we never seen before it was like and also JJ's friends so was like
0: JJ is he doing like the Adam Sandler thing where he just like gets a bunch of money to make a movie that's just like him hanging out with his friends at
1: Walmart or going <laughs> to
0: Kmart it's Kmart, K-Mart
1: sorry so. We like Rose around here. This is a Rose pro-Rose podcast, and I felt bad for her that she didn't get to do much in the movie. Uh, let's go to a pro. Let's get a bit positive here. Okay. Um, uh, all the bonkers stuff.
0: Like, what do you mean? Now, these things
1: are pros for Ryan. Maybe not pros for you. Maybe not pros for anyone else. But this movie had a lot of bonkers elements that I like in a movie it was weird I will say the movie could have been weirder if it had gone weird this, this weird the whole movie I would have loved it should it should
0: have gone full weird but, I would it, have liked that. but the
1: weird elements we got I liked for example Palpatine on a hydraulic arm
0: that was cool. That
1: was silly, and I loved it. That was it.
0: cool. You didn't mm-hmm. think it was cool. I thought it was the visual of it was creepy. He's like Glados.
1: I think it's cool. I think it's bonkers though that these this old undead old man is <laughs> being them in a hydraulic arm. I just assume
0: that it, like there's like life support. Like, That's what running I thought. The, the, I know. You know. There's like IVs run through the arm.
1: It's a great visual. It, um, kind, it kind of refers to like you know, well, Vader was brought back through machinery now. Palpatine's only kept alive by a hydraulic arm. <laughs> you imagine, he's
0: like, look, we, we need to, we need to, you know, we need to have you lie down in a bed. We need you hooked up to life support. He's like, no, put me on an arm. I want an arm. I want like to be on an
1: arm. Do it. Uh, another bonkers thing is Palpatine's Arena of Sith Boys.
0: I love that he built a sports arena. Well, I think it was
1: there already, but it was filled with, like, Sith. He
0: accumulated g- a bunch of evil guys to watch his, like, soccer match with his granddaughter, <laughs> Which I
1: thought was just so stupid. Where did they but come I from?
0: Love- are they always sitting there? Where do they live? They just turn
1: to dust at the end? What? Who are these guys? Are they like guys? All zombies? <laughs> are they ghosts?
0: What? Who are these, like, weird
1: undead soccer hoos? The- they're in the background. woo, they're like these soccer hooligans watching them like, fight. <laughs> yeah. Like throwing VooVoo's Oh I thought God. that was great. Uh another bonkers thing. Uh these are all palpatine early, I'm realizing. Uh, you
0: love palpatine, that's what
1: Uh the jar of snokes at the beginning.
0: <laughs> that was so- <laughs> <laughs> Weird. <laughs> okay, so Snoke. So everybody was really, really upset about how Snoke was treated in the Last Jedi. They didn't want him to, to bite it so easily. They wanted him to be the big bad. Yeah. Well, this is the one this is the one area where JJ actually like doubled down on something from The Last Jedi, because not only is Snoke unimportant, he's apparently a clone that the Emperor just makes in little jars in his evil sports arena. Now
1: here's my question: why do all the clones have the same scar as Snoke does? Is it because <laughs> it's spooky? They <What? laughs> he edit the genes so he can make like...
0: Maybe he's just not very good at clones. <laughs> okay. So like he can make a functional clone, but they're all very ugly.
1: Think of how funny it would be to have... Like, honestly, though, I was thinking that after I saw that movie the second time, like... He had to go out and kidnap all these kids and hire all of these officers for his like thousand Star Destroyers... Why not just have a bunch of Snoke clones manning the ships?
0: That would be spooky! Wouldn't that be cool and right? spooky? But they already kind of did that in, like, Attack of the Clones. Like, you can't have another clone but Imagine army.
1: a clone of Snoke's. <laughs> An army of Snoke's. Although, why
0: is he still keeping, like, ex, like spares Just in case, the giant you Just know? in you're gonna need another one. I don't well, know. Well,
1: they're pickled. Going they're gonna last a long time. I don't know
0: what, how he's going to deploy them. It's never addressed.
1: It was bonkers. Uh, that was a stupid element, but it, I was like... <laughs> I, it made me kind of laugh, and I liked it.
0: It made me happy, because all those people that were like, Snoke. You
1: know, Why don't we get anything much? No. uh, Brian was
0: supposed to be the big man. Nope. He's just like some dumb.
1: Ruin Johnson just killed him and no reason. It's like he was nobody. And that's the point. It's fine. It's fun. Uh, Yeah, it's Palpatine in general. He was fun to watch. He was bonkers. Ian McDermott just hams it up. I think he's, you know, I don't think Palpatine should have been in the movie in the first place. As far as I know, he's kind of a last minute add to the movie. But the fact that he came and and was acting his, his butt off and just hamming it up. I gave him a gold star.
0: you're going to think I'm so stupid. Yeah. But until like two days ago, I actually did not know that Ian McDermott played the Emperor in the original trilogy. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. I thought he wasn't old enough to have done that. No, that's insane
1: makeup they put on him in Return of the Jedi. I had no idea. He was only in Return of the Jedi originally. Because in the original version of Empire Strikes Back, it was a woman with a chimpanzee's eyes superimposed on top of it with a hood.
0: Sorry, really? Yes.
1: Whoa. And it also wasn't his voice. Whoa. The original voice actor got replaced in the special editions because they went in back and put a Palpatine hologram in Empire Strikes Wait, Back. Wait, I'm
0: sorry. In the original version. So if you went and okay, saw let me show the original you. version in theaters, it was a woman with chimpanzee eyes? On the
1: VHS tape when I was a kid. That's how the Emperor was in the Empire Strikes Back. What? Yeah, let me look, let me find it.
0: If I ever saw that version, I must have been so young that I have no memory of it.
1: No shit. That's what the
0: emperor looked like
1: originally? He was just a hologram in Empire Strikes Back. And that's how you see him. They hadn't cast him for Return of the Jedi yet cuz that wasn't in production. No shit. And so then in the special editions they went back and they they made him uh, made him the emperor. Oh
0: my god. I I must have not seen that cuz the not the special editions came out when when we were like 10.
1: Yeah, we were in 5th Oh my grade. god,
0: that's really scary.
1: Yeah. There's, an ep- there's a podcast I like called I Was There Too. This comedian, Matt Gourley, goes and talks to people who are had like minor roles in major movies. Yeah. And they actually go- he actually found the original voice actor for the Emperor in Emperor Strikes Back and talks to him about that and how wow. it was made and everything. It was really interesting. It was really fun. That is, um,
0: the, the woman with the chimpanzee eyes looks well spooky. Like, that's going to give me nightmares.
1: I hope not. It looks really scary. Yeah. So that's a comparison.
0: Oh, my God. Yep.
1: So Ian McDermott.
0: I must have. I don't think I've seen the non-special editions since I was like six. And so. if you watch
1: the Return of the Jedi, the, the makeup is maybe does not hold up. Like it looks a lot different than how they made him look in, in like episode three, as far as like yeah. the makeup, as far as like the the face. Well it was scars you know, it was like nineteen eighty. Yeah, yeah. It still looks good. But I just like Tavi's bringing his A game. Ian McDermott, always fun to watch.
0: Yeah. He's it, always having fun, that's why. He's a ham
1: and I love a ham. I know. I can't eat ham. I'm a, I'm a pescatarian now, but I love, I love a ham. I'm not Jewish. I just love ham. All right. like right. I'm like Ponyo. I love ham.
0: Ham!
1: Um, Back to a, a con. I have a few kind of like minor cons I can kind of run through. Uh, I don't think Carrie Fisher should have been in it, I think. Oh, you don't think so? I think it was fine what they did, but it felt like... They really built it up as, like, this is going to... It was supposed to be Carrie's movie. We filmed well, all this stuff. they
0: did what they could. I. I and mm, it was not as awkward as it could have been, but it was still a little awkward.
1: It was a little tough to watch. I felt, like, maybe just for me, knowing that this is an actress who passed away, like, before this movie even came out. And I know her estate was fine with it, but it just felt a little uncomfortable having, like, kind of trotting out this old footage, this stock footage of her talking uh, do you,
0: i have a question for you yeah. so there is a scene um for those who haven't watched it or who have forgotten yeah. where han solo's ghost i get forced ghost i get although han solo wasn't force sensitive it's just but it's just uh, it's i just, think it's just in kylo's mind in Kylo's right? mind, yeah but do you think that was originally supposed to be leia i don't think do you so you think leia I... was originally supposed to like force ghost over to him well, to talk
1: to him i think we can um i wonder that's a, that's a good question I my thinking is that maybe it was supposed to, maybe originally it was supposed to be Leia who healed Kylo instead of Rey doing it. Mm-hmm. And now they like cut out the whole snake bit. Hmm. Force healing's not that important, but
0: Yeah, I just always wonder. I
1: always wonder too I did like how I did like Harrison Ford. That's a good pro from my, in the in the pro. I com. was surprised because he was like, "My character's dead. Now I'm done." He did a really good job in that scene. Yeah, I thought. he did. He did a nice yeah, job. It was a uh, he always he seems to really try in these in these sequel series of movies, which I'm surprised. Even though, at. like he hated the old Star does Wars, does not
0: like them. Yeah, but um, he does his but, best.
1: I don't know. I felt like they could have easily just kind of the way they explained like the Palpatine's back in the opening crawl, the dead speak. They could just easily like you know uh, Princess Leia passed away or whatever i, mean, I think they could have i don't
0: know because like people might also have found it disrespectful if they just killed her off screen
1: yeah i know but the heartbreak I don't her, know.
0: her dying was pretty poignant in the movie yeah. i thought it was poignant Maybe you disagree i don't know
1: it was poignant it was kind of silly in in execution i felt she's gonna lie down and die and her body's gonna lay out for like couple of days. You don't know how they do funerals in their culture. Some cultures do that. Uh, maybe. Um, but why would her body disappear as... Because she's force sensitive. I don't You're supposed to... In every time that a body disappears in Star Wars... happens with Jedi? It happens right when you die. It's not like uh, two days later. Maybe it was just like
0: residual gasses for everybody that were holding the sheet up. (laughs) You know, corpses release a lot of gas. It's
1: fine. I don't know. I just felt... It's all the future faction. I felt kind of weird about it. Uh, They did the best I could. Uh, Another dumb, minor thing is there's a bunch of... Okay. I rag on the extended universe all the time.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, I think it's goofy. I I I know I think a lot of the books are dumb. But there's things that have been established not in just the books but like in the currently canon TV shows that get needlessly replaced and renamed in this movie that just itched me the wrong way. For example...
0: Okay, so you do have a little bit of attachment to the extended universe. Yeah, but
1: okay. The Wayfinders. They're these pyramid-shaped crystal things you plug wires into. Yeah. There's these things that they've already have established in many, many Star Wars things, including Disney canon sources, including the Clone Wars, including uh, Rebels. Holocrons. Sith holocrons are also diamond-shaped crystalline things.
0: I think that's what you thought it was at first.
1: I thought it was. And I was like, oh, cool, a holocron. Couldn't
0: it be the same thing just by a different name? They
1: plugged though The holocrons in the, in the what we know of them in the Star Wars Extended Universe, they're like like a Jedi's memory or Sith's memory can be put into these things as kind of like a living book. Where you can, the book gives you information, but you also like res- interact with it. And this is just like a GPS. Yeah. Which yeah, is, it's like which is extremely dumb.
0: It's like a Garmin.
1: Yeah, it's like a Tom-Tom. Uh That was dumb. Also, the whole like Exegol, the ancient planet of the Sith. There's been like there's there's already that established in the Clone Wars and, cartoon, and it's
0: not called Exegol.
1: It's Corabon or Moraband, as a, in the in the end of the Clone Wars cartoon. It would have been fine if they had not called it Exegol to say Corabon. It looks different than it does in the established canon, but it's many years later. It could look different. It's fine. I know they wanted a big ocean planet to get all, those, all the Star Destroyers rise out of the ice or whatever. Are
0: you just annoyed that there's now multiple like secret Sith planets?
1: I'm just saying they already have one that's been established in canon and yet...
0: It's just not economy of storytelling. It's not
1: economy of storytelling. And like, this movie's all fan service. If you want to service the fans, that's the kind of breadcrumbs you can toss them. It's not hard. It's one word that you'd swap out Instead of cloning a Wayfinder, call it a Holocron. Instead of calling Exegol, just call it Coribon. It's it's it, co- economic storytelling. The people who don't care about that stuff won't notice or care. That's, I wouldn't have cared. calls those things, right? Right. But the people who do care, the fans who are trying to get back to this stuff, to get back into Star Wars after losing them with The Last Jedi, you know, they're trying to pander to fans. This is how you do it. Yeah. It's super easy. All right.
0: Do you think, like, um, JJ researched this stuff or had people helping him research this stuff? I don't think stuff? he
1: cares. I, the more I think but about- But he allegedly loves Star Wars. I just don't think he loves it like he should. I don't know if- He does <laughs> <it's, laughs> No, here's, here's what I'm saying. I think, I think JJ likes the idea of Star Wars. I think he's seen the movies a bunch. But when you got, like, deep nerds out there who want your throat, you gotta give them at least a little bit if you want them to keep in their just good graces. Just, just a, a taste. taste. Just a little smidgen. And there was none of that in this movie. Fan service, yes. The the little crumbs for the nerds, not as much. Got it. And that bummed me out because it was such easy changes. Mm-hmm. But that'll get off my soapbox. That's a big nerdy soapbox I was standing on. I guess while I'm on the same topic, we'll go back to a pro. I thought some of the fan service stuff was good. Oh, yeah? I liked at the end, it's kind of goofy, but all the Jedi saying talking to ray 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 and mm-hmm. it's got like actually yeah, got like Ewan mcgregor to come in the yeah, studio they, they had, like everybody Hayden. right they got ahsoka's voice actor to come they in they had Jin
0: ursa in there too Jyn- right
1: no no she's not a jedi uh
0: i didn't think she was but i thought i heard that her voice was in there they had
1: ahsoka in there oh, okay they had a bunch of characters they even had like characters who didn't even talk in the movies like have you talked about her before ayla sakura yeah the twi'lek jedi yeah who, yeah yeah. yeah. like a you know we never even heard her voice but she talks how do we know that it's her voice it's in the, in the credits. Oh, her it in the credits. Oh, okay. I think it's her Clone Wars voice actress, actually. Okay, so maybe, got it. Got it. But I thought that was nice. You know, it's like, that's a neat connection. I would love to see them, like, as Force ghosts, maybe, helping out Ray or something. That would have been cool. But, yeah. you know, you can't win them all. I don't know. I thought it was nice. Yeah, it was nice. I like that. Um, at the end, even though I know it's just totally playing on my emotions... When when all the ships come in after not expecting them, everyone's getting shot down, and all of a sudden, like, a hundred billion ships come in, and Lando's leading the charge, and that full Star Wars theme comes in, it touches, it gives you, like, a flutter in your
0: heart. I mean, films, films, sometimes films, like, it, sometimes there's just a really heavy emotional component. Sometimes things work emotionally, and you can know intellectually that it's, like, kind of silly, but if it works for you emotionally, then you go with it. And you think about it, it, doesn't make a lot of
1: sense, but it's, just, like, it's stirring. I think that movie, that at, those moments in the movie... Are good. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as this pure, like, entertainment goes, you don't have to think... If, again, this is a movie, if you think about it for even, like, five minutes, falls apart. But the parts that are, are stirring are stirring. John Williams' score does so much legwork. He does good. Good score.
0: Good score, and it's his last one. So if there's any Star Wars stuff from here on out, John Williams ain't doing
1: it. I'm out of positive things, but I guess I can just go down to some of my uh, my bigger complaints now. The new characters are fine, but they're unnecessary.
0: Ah.
1: For example, Janna. Yeah? This is uh, basically girl Finn. Uh Uh-huh. She's a former stormtrooper. She has quit like Finn did. She's on a planet where the Death Star is. She rides horses. Yeah. I think she's cool. She is cool. However, okay, hear me out on this.
0: Uh Uh-huh, I'll try
1: for some reason, you want a scene at the end of the movie where there's a bunch of horses running on the surface of a Star Destroyer. You've decided
0: that that is something. You're like, that's something that's going to be... I'm locked
1: in. Me. We got to get the horse girl dynamic. We got to get that demographic in. We got to like excel this, The movie, it's the key to all this. The movie all hinges on I question this. you, Joanna. Where have we seen space horses
0: I know so where you're going. I know where you're going with this. In The Last Jedi.
1: Canto Bite. Yes. Rose frees the space horses. How much fun would it be? Dumb. Again, this goes back to me, like, wanting the movie be more bonkers. Yes. If Rose, instead of, like, fucking off me, like, I have to look at maps. She's like, hang on, I got to get some help. She goes to the, off screen, she goes to Canto Bite. At the end, they're like, oh, no, they're going to jam our speeders. We need living things. Who comes in? Rose, the kids from the freaking racetrack, riding those space horses, charging in. But does she have time to go get them? It doesn't matter. There's no timeline in this movie. Okay. It makes no sense. I'm saying from the beginning of the movie. Okay,
0: just presupposing that we're already... We have to have this ridiculous yeah. thing with animals riding on the surface of Spaceship. Like, just presupposing. It's true. It is, as I said earlier, more economy of storytelling. Now. It would also
1: make the complaints about Canto bite being pointless be a little less relevant because she would have a point. Rescuing those horses would have a relevance. But that
0: would require them to give Rose something to do, which right. they're committed to not.
1: Also... Uh, Janna as a character, when, when, when Finn meets her, she's like, something just called to us to make us, we just put down our blasters. And like, I get it. The force is making people awaken or whatever. Yeah. But think how much more impactful it would have been for Finn's character arc if she had gotten there. And Janna, we'll say Janna's still a character. Okay. He gets there and Janna's like, we heard the legend of, of a, of a stormtrooper, a Finn 2167 or whatever number, 2186 or whatever his name yes. is. Yes. And how he left the, the first order and joined the resistance and Finn would be like, oh man. That's me. My actions do have like you know, I never wanted to be a hero, but just by doing following my heart, I I inspired somebody. Because Finn didn't have a lot to do in this movie. That would have given him some like give him like a nice little end cap to his story, That's you know. That's
0: true. That's true. Think like, oh, how nice
1: that would have been. That would have been great if Finn would be like, Oh wow, indirectly, I it, helped somebody. It is
0: true that I it did not feel like his story really got wrapped up or or in any.
1: And they gave him like way. back to like kind of being in love with Ray again for some Maybe. reason? Maybe,
0: Although J.J. now says, no, he wasn't going to confess that he was in love with her. He was going to du-
1: confess that... He's Force-sensitive. He's Force-sensitive. Which is the first thing you want to tell someone you're getting sucked into quicksand. I
0: I just want to tell you, I, I'm Force-sensitive! I never got to tell you! No. That's stupid. No. J.J., that's stupid.
1: Again, more Rose Erasure. More, like, making Finn not as interesting a character. And I think Finn's a great character. He's one of my favorites in the sequel trilogy. But really, only in Episode 7 is he going to do anything good. Yeah. You know? That's true. It's a bummer yeah Zori Bliss which is which is this kind of cool Carrie Russell character wears a helmet most of the movie she's
0: like Poe's ex-flame yeah
1: she looks cool but adds nothing to the movie she basically just exists to give Poe a case of the not gaze
0: that's right yeah because Ryan Johnson wanted to make Pin and, uh, and Poe <laughs> Finn and Poe a thing yeah and that
1: was nixed Disney the nixed studio. to that yeah. and and John Boyega and Oscar Isaac were super into it and they said that'd be cool it'd be really interesting and a new way to take it but Disney's like no We can't. It would offend middle America or whatever. And so... If we're going to have LGBT
0: representation, it needs to be two background characters kissing. For
1: five seconds. Like,
0: not even five seconds. With
1: a banana slug in front of them.
0: (laughs) Just photobombing them.
1: So, like, they had to go the complete opposite direction. They they didn't have to do any of that. I think she was kind of... She's a cool character. I like how she looks. She's kind of a fun counter to Poe, but not necessary in any way. Mm Mm-hmm. Cut it out. I think this movie is a stuff full of stuff it doesn't need. On to my biggest complaint. Uh, Ray is a Palpatine and I hate that.
0: So like,
1: there I think were
0: some people who were really excited about it because they're like, I called it. I totally called it. It's not hard to call. That's like a very, very, so, it's super obvious. And it's because all- this is Star Wars where everybody has to be related to like the same two people. But a
1: fellow named Ryan Johnson said, well, that doesn't have to be the case. Ray can be nobody.
0: And that was definitely like the most exciting thing, in my opinion, that Ryan Johnson brought to the table, and it got just completely wrecked. And like, that upset it's me. It's like
1: it be, it's a cool parallel to Anakin, which is kind of this this, this nobody kid who the Force has entered and chosen, right? As kind chose. of. Well, with Anakin, he's kind of like Palpatine.
0: Like Palpatine, like kind Palpatine of made him, but like the whole idea,
1: he's like super strong in the Force. He's a nobody kid. He's a slave. He gets out of it. He becomes a big Jedi, a hero, then falls. It'd be cool for Ray to have that similar kind of thing, you know? And, and like, Palpatine doesn't need to be in the movie at all. And I think it's a mistake to have him in the movie because it basically negates the first two trilogies completely. Maybe not negates it, but, like, it makes it...
0: Didn't Vader, like, basically sacrifice himself to kill the Emperor? And now that meant
1: nothing. He was the chosen one, but didn't do anything. In the end, he didn't bring any balance to the Force. He didn't kill his boss. He just died and became a a good guy. Like a chump. And, like, it makes the Return of the Jedi so much weaker as a movie just by having Palpatine come back and have he be the one pulling all the strings. I don't know why they're so afraid of new things happening. I don't know why they're so... Because they
0: tried to have new things happen and the fans
1: rioted. I just don't know why you can't have... It really just strikes of like the least amount of creativity you could have. It was,
0: yeah, it was just such an obvious way to go. It made me sad. And here's the thing:
1: um, also, it makes Leia and Luke dicks in the first two movies because they know who she is and don't tell her.
0: Well, it's kind of an upsetting thing to tell someone. Maybe they wanted her to like be your own person and not be
1: burdened by her heritage. I, I maybe, but I mean, that's the point of Last Jedi. Even is like throw away the past. Yeah, who cares?
0: Yeah, right? but yeah, but there, but this is a series. If nothing else, that is like relentlessly beholden to the. And past. so they
1: decide to embrace the past in this one, like entirely, like not only embrace the past, embrace the past from the like past. from like two movies ago, and beyond that. Like
0: here is what makes me sad. Yeah, like I feel like Ray. Yeah, was very relatable to anybody who. Felt like a nobody. Yep. had a trashy upbringing, mm-hmm. and or didn't have a strong relationship with their family because it shows that all that stuff can be true, and you can still be somebody like special and great. That's right. Yeah, and it, so it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter. Your parents don't matter. Right. Like you, you can still like they sold you for drinking money. And they that's sold so- you for drinking money. They, they, they threw you away like trash. Well, you know what? Like you, you can still have meaning as a human being. And like, yeah. none of that matters. Well, apparently your background does matter. It your background does lot. matter. It you need to, matters a lot. <laughs> you need to be
1: a part of this, these forced dynasties where there's only like a few important people in the entire galaxy. I just
0: liked seeing a fellow trash kid, like,
1: make good. Yes. Now, here's a book that came out in 2018. I found this on Twitter. It's a book... For the women in the galaxy, mm-hmm. it's kind of a cool cover. Ooh. It's a book that's kind of for young young women or young young girls talking about well, the female Star Wars characters and why they're cool. Ray's page, yeah, you know, cool, cool paintings. Here's the last paragraph of her description. Even beyond the trappings of the Star Wars saga, the First Order, the Resistance, and the Force, Ray's story is inspiring, familiar, and timeless. Just because you come from nothing doesn't mean you're not part of the story. You're not no one because anybody can save the galaxy. Anybody.
0: Yeah, and right? And that was in a
1: published Disney Star right? Wars book.
0: So they just, like, completely... This is just, like, some 11th hour thing that they made up because all the fans were butthurt.
1: Yeah. I think it's a big mistake. <gasps> it's like,
0: it neuters the absolute best thing about The, the Last L- Jedi. Yeah, a lot of this really movie is
1: just me. neutering stuff from The Last Jedi. And it sucks because The Last Jedi, you could you could go a lot of interesting directions with that. But instead, J.J. decides to go backwards. Mm-hmm. And... Not in a not in an interesting way, in a safe way that also somehow makes all the other Star Wars movies retroactively
0: worse. That's good, yeah, yeah which, which is yeah. like the
1: worst thing you can do in a sequel. So I could talk more about it. I'm getting I'm getting bummed out again. I think that it's a fine movie to watch and enjoy as an action film. I don't think it's a real Star Wars movie.
0: You don't?
1: I think it's a fan fiction put to film. Hmm. And has all the trappings of a fan fiction, lack of editing, pointless subplots, dumb callbacks that don't build on what came before it. It's just completely just the least they could have done.
0: But I guess people can say that about any Star Wars movie that well, that's goes in a direction they don't like. That's There's the probably th- people who said that about The Last Jedi. And that's fine.
1: That's fine. The thing about the Star Wars movies is the old ones still exist. Yep. And to me... They don't need to go past even six. I mean, I think the new tr- sequel trilogy is fine. They didn't plan it out at all, though. So now it kind of just kind of feels like a waste of time. Yeah, the, the
0: planning should have been better. I think that's what it all boils down to.
1: I still enjoy Force Awakens. I still enjoy The Last Jedi as movies.
0: I still like the characters, though. Yeah, that's the thing. yeah.
1: I, I'm interested to see when the Blu-ray release or whatever comes out, if there's some intrepid fan who's going to like edit them all together into one movie. With the footage that's there... I think it makes something kind of interesting out of that. Yeah, that maybe fixes a lot of the things we've talked about.
0: Possibly, possibly. There's a lot you'd of connective tissue. Lacking, you'd be lacking some of the connective tissue
1: that you need, though. I'm interested to see what they do. Yeah, it's a movie. It's fine.
0: You heard it here first, folks. Um, the, the rise of Skywalker is a movie. It's
1: a movie. It is
0: a movie. It's
1: an exciting movie. It's fun to watch. Movie. It's got some bonkers stuff in it. But if if you're if you're like interested in Star Wars doing new and interesting things, it's not your movie. Go on star tours if you want that kind of just experience. Like, just like, just yeah, it's that over like two two and a half hours,
0: and that's where you stand.
1: That's where I stand. Ten bags of popcorn out of ten. <laughs>
0: that was unexpected.
1: No, that's wild.
0: very unexpected. Wow. Thankfully,
1: the week after that, uh, the Mandalorian ended. Yes, I mean, now, thankfully, oh. I'm sad that it ended, but it was very. Well,
0: I'm, I, but I smile because it happened. Now here's the deal.
1: Here's the deal. Rise of Skywalker came out. I was disappointed. It was fun. It was fine. Not my favorite Star Wars movie. A bad end to a good, a decent start to a trilogy. Then the whole time, I could not feel sad because The Mandalorian was in my life. And I enjoyed it very much.
0: The Mandalorian is what happens when you bring, like, new voices yes! and um, to the Star Wars franchise. It felt, like, extremely
1: fresh. I'm realizing that that's the kind of Star Wars I like is, like, this low-stakes... I'm tired of Jedi stuff. I'm tired of like big super weapons that can blow up planets. How about a small stake story about a guy and his kid, and they're flying around and doing adventures on a planet every week?
0: Yeah. Now, a lot of people compare it to Firefly, and I think it's because those people have seen literally like
1: not a single other space western. Oh my god! <laughs> they haven't seen a western. They haven't seen a samurai movie either. No.
0: Seen... So, like, the, the one that keeps getting brought up is is, is Firefly.
1: Now, okay, guys, Firefly the hot take not as good as you remember it oh you think so farscape is better
0: oh well yeah well that's but that's 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 the hill that you and i have jointly decided to die on so
1: also joss whedon's a creep anyway a little bit um yeah i i I don't really give by the end of rise of skywalker it's kind of exhausted you're like okay just you know it's a big family dynasty battles blah, blah blah mandalorian's this nobody guy yeah He's got a nobody baby. He's kind of a powerful baby, a special baby, but not still just like, not like, it's, a, it's Yoda's grandson or something like I that. I hope they don't do no, that. Uh, what uh, if no, they do? Well, no, they've already said, um, what's his face? Uh, John Favreau's already said he's not related to Yoda in any way.
0: Oh, cool. Same species,
1: not related. That's good. Yeah. Just a baby Yoda.
0: Just, yeah, just have some like, like some fresh blood in there, for gives a, It gives us
1: this great new perspective. Which I love about, cause like, Star Wars is always seen from like the hero's perspective. From the Mandalorian, he's like a, basically a regular guy. He's really strong and, and good at fighting and everything. But he's, he's a little
0: morally gray too, because like, yeah. as it opens up, they've established he'll do anything for money. But he won't do that.
1: You know, and by that,
0: that, I mean, let them kill, a, kill a
1: cute baby. Also, he gets his butt kicked constantly, yeah. which I think is really interesting to watch because it's, like, you see, he's a character you can see grow and develop and get better. Well, it I'm, also gives
0: you stakes. Yeah. If he's, like, super awesome and wins everything all the time, then, like, yeah. you're not worried for his safety. You're like, oh, he's going to be fine. I truly thought he was going to die. Many times, last- <laughs>
1: yeah. And there's parts where, like, it takes things that Star Wars just kind of, like, blows up in the background and makes them super important or, like, I keep thinking of the A.T.S.T. in that one episode. with Like yeah. the, like, like the Seventh Samurai episode. Like
0: it was actually like, like a credible
1: threat. In the movies, it's this thing you blow up and it's done. Or like Ewoks trip with a bunch of logs. In the, in, in the episode of the show, it's super scary.
0: The, well, because the episode asked the question, what if a pre-industrial society was forced to contend with one of a these A peaceful things? society
1: with no guns. You'd be screwed. With a gun, one yes. gun. Yes. How would you fight this thing? And they gave it red eyes, it comes out of the swamp like a monster. I loved it. Yeah. That's a new perspective, you know? Um... Yeah, it just takes like It's so you to do Star Wars so simply. Just by like watching old cowboy movies, old samurai movies, old like war films, taking what's in those and repackaging them in a sci-fi setting. It's super entertaining. You know, like yeah. the story that Rise of Skywalker tells is not derived from anything. It's just like this it's basically like a like a video game plot as, yeah. far as you know, like it's it's nothing.
0: Well, and also here's the thing. I think this is like a perfect exemplar of the fact that sometimes like small scale drama and small scale stories are more compelling. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sometimes when things get too big, you lose any connection to the human element and you're just seeing a bunch
1: of lights flashing. Yep, yeah, it's true. It's and true.
0: Um, the Mandalorian keeps things like smaller scale and that makes you... Care more. Yeah, it's
1: like it's a ground level Star Wars. You yeah. Know? It does all this great sort of like subtle world building in the background, too. It doesn't like put a too fine a point on it. Like, they go to the most isolated Cantina. It used to be droid-free. Now it's staffed by the old droids from Jabba's Palace. Mm -hmm. It's really, like, desolate. There's, like, stormtrooper heads, like, helmets on pipes. You can tell this is a planet that the Empire abandoned. They're never like, yep, the Empire flew away. No. It It's five years ago, and there was a bloody riot. But, no, you can just tell. They don't have
0: to point out, like, hey, see how this is connected to to what you've seen before? You
1: see? You You see? see? They have a guy sitting in Han Solo's seat, like Han Solo, but they don't point a point like, Yep, a great smuggler sat in that scene. <laughs> so like, and he shot first. Yeah, it's like, they can just do that, and you get the sense, like, oh, Tatooine sucks now. Like, it's like, a, it's like it sucked before, but now it's now like... Now it, like, sucks in
0: a different now way. Now that Jabba's
1: dead, the Empire's left, there's, like, nothing. Like, left
0: a power vacuum, Yeah, there's, like, so it's like,
1: this empty planet now yeah. that sucks, and there's droids manning the bar, and everyone looks sad. I like that. <laughs> no, no, no! Looks but it's like, it's like
0: subtle. It's like subtle. No, it's not. It's good.
1: It's good it's subtle good, storytelling. It's good storytelling. Yes. Like all the stuff with the Mandalorians. They don't take off their helmets. They only say, "This is the way." They have like very implied beliefs. They don't, like, hammer it into you, like, they don't sit down, like, let's tell you about Mandalorian No, it just, like, deciding. puts you
0: in the world and, yeah. like, you observe. Uh, figure it out. Observe. Yeah. yeah.
1: The Mandalorian does need a big sobby step backstory. We see it through little flashbacks. Battle droids killed his parents. The Mandalorians found him. Again,
0: there's probably, like, a dozens of other Mandalorians who have similar backstories, And you can kind of,
1: right? in, by seeing that, you're like, oh, man, all these guys have a story. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. It's subtle and effective, and I thought it was great. I'm looking forward to season two. A lot. I think it's going to be really good. Me too. I think it has a
0: simple. It has a simple but winning premise. Yep. which is like a hardened bounty hunter taking care of a really, really, really cute baby. Yeah, and trying to defend it from everybody that wants to uh, use it for nefarious purposes.
1: So I know. So- I know. Like they're trying to back off a bit on making more Star Wars movies. I think. They could maybe learn a bit from how popular The Mandalorian, Mandalorian. Is, Like, how successful it is and what it's storytelling You need to do stuff that's fresh. Like, the woman who directed, uh, like, the I think it's the second and third episodes of Mandalorian, she's the showrunner for the Obi-Wan show coming out. Okay. Which I think should be... I so that should, should be pretty cool. Those are great episodes of that show. Yeah. Of, of Ma-
0: that's the other thing about The Mandalorian. It was, like, very female-heavy on, like, the yeah. writing and directing side. A lot of
1: female characters, too. Yeah. Like, I should get to do who things. Who were always
0: cool. And, like, like, I mean, actually, I, should, I, I love
1: Ray. Ray's great. But, like, you know... She's the only got got to do anything. Yeah, really. there were
0: the other 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 female characters were treated um, pretty ancillary, pretty background. Yeah, you
1: got like Kara Dune. You got the armorer. Yeah, you got I mean, yeah, like,
0: and they're like really, really cool. Yeah, and also they're not used. I mean, like Kara Dune is obviously like very very pretty. Yeah, um, but like she's not used. To like ratchet up any like sexual or romantic tension, she's
1: like a like a brother at arms. Yeah, she's sort like of thing. very equal with the Mandalorian. They're peers. Yeah, you know? and
0: like I and I tend to be biased because like I'm very sort of like anti-romance in a mm-hmm. lot of my media. I don't like things that have like, or at least I don't like them to be like, like, he's an attractive man, she's an attractive woman. So of course, like, they go they're going to, a- they're, they're going to a- get together. F. Yeah. Like that, that, I hate that. So like when they have these relationships where it's more just like they're bros.
1: I like that. That's really cool. Like
0: that always does it for me. That scratches a certain itch that I have. That's like one of the things I also liked about, um, Rogue One mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is that, um, Jin ursa and um, cassian. cassian like they didn't have a thing
1: they had like a they had like a hug at the end
0: they had a hug because like they they're were both gonna they die were, they were comrades and they were yeah. about to die so like yeah you're gonna hug that person yeah but like there was never any romantic or sexual tension because it's not about that they don't have time for that they're trying to yeah. get the freaking death star plans exactly Who has time for that? that's the thing that's the thing that always bothers me most of the time when i'm watching movies and there's like a romance i'm like how do they have time for that
1: and, and i'm always like, how, like, how about. is it going to go after the movie ends? I think like, it's going to be done. They like, have nothing in common outside of this adventure they went on together. Right! right. Yeah.
0: Nobody's got time for that.
1: Nobody's got time for that. <laughs> so basically, I think they should... Maybe Star Wars is better on TV. I uh, do I think maybe they should do that. Um, one thing that did leak recently that I want to cover before we end today, just real quickly, is a leaked script of oh. what Episode Nine could have been by oh. previous director Colin Trevorrow.
0: Of Book of Henry fame.
1: Yes. Uh, and Dra- Jurassic World, uh, safety not guaranteed. Yes, the yeah, yeah.
0: I, I, I don't think that, like, um, Book of Henry is probably what he wants to be known he for. He was fired
1: because Book of Henry was a bad. And bonkers I, 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 by all just, accounts. From what I understand, he's kind of a hard person to work with. And J.J.'s very pliable, as we can tell. He
0: yeah, does, he gives into just about everything. He's a friendly
1: um, guy. But the plot is t- completely different. Um, like, they still have some, some of the same beats, but, like... For example, like the major point of the movie is that at the end of the Last Jedi, the First Order is like basically taken over. Yeah, they've covered the entire galaxy. There's like very few in the Resistance left. They sent out that distress signal when they were on the crate. No one came. Yes, because the First Order has locked down the entire galaxy. And so okay, like, so
0: at least that gives you a sense of scale, like how big the First Order is, because right. you never can tell.
1: And so, in
0: these movies, the big
1: goal of the movie is to get because go to Coruscant. And find the old Jedi Temple, which is buried underneath the Undercity of the... Because the city's been built on since then. Yeah. Including new First Order buildings. So the whole planet is First Order controlled. <laughs> There's concept art that has this huge sort of like Independence Day, almost like huge like saucer-shaped building that kind of like... And
0: that's First Order? That's First Order. Dang, so First Order was going to be like some major shit.
1: Right. And so the idea is... Not gonna, just
0: Kylo Ren and like an indeterminate number of
1: other people. The idea is they have to dig down into the Jedi Temple, get in there, pass the First Order, and activate a beacon... That kind of light the fires across the galaxy because, like, it's like this thing where, like, all the planets, ha- like, every every planet has a beacon that's connected to the Jedi. Jedi. Oh, lem- the beacons lem-
0: are lit! Exactly! Gondor calls I aid. know, it's derivative,
1: but at the same time, it does a couple good things by doing that. Mm-hmm. Coruscant, you have the Jedi Temple, you have a connection to the prequels, which are maligned, but feel really detached from these sequel movies. Yeah, they do. And so, by having just, like, Coruscant as a setting that's also taken over by the First Order, you have a a, a very clear stake of, like, how powerful these guys are, and also a, a, a sort of a, a callback to an earlier time in the prequels. Yeah. Which is, which is a, I thought, was a great it plot It could point.
0: retroactively make the prequels a little better, maybe. That's what I mean, yeah. Instead like, of
1: retroactively making things worse. Um, You have this whole bit where uh, Palpatine is in it, but only as a hologram briefly, because Kylo, he's,
0: he's actually dead.
1: He's actually dead. Kylo finds an old um, holocron, again, bringing back holocrons, uh-huh. that was left for Vader in case, in case the Emperor died. So
0: they kept the holocron idea in J.J.'s movie, but for some reason just changed the name.
1: And didn't have it be what it does in this movie. Because yeah. in this one, Palpatine talks to Kylo as a message to Vader. He recognizes him as Vader's uh-huh, blood uh-huh, uh-huh. and says... You must find my master in the unknown regions, the one who trained me in the now, force. Now,
0: this confuses me because I thought that Palpatine killed his master.
1: You mean a Plagueis, Wasn't that what right? he
0: implied when he was like, oh, uh, the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise? Darth Plagueis
1: the Wise, yes. Um, I think the idea is this character is supposed to be kind of like a the Yoda version, like Evil Yoda, basically. Like, how Yoda kind of trains all the little Jedi?
0: Oh, so he's like even above Darth Please he's like just. he's like a
1: guy who keeps all the Sith knowledge, right? Got it. And he's he was gonna be this weird tentacle monster creature. There's some fan art there's some like a construct art. Of like, him a, that, like, a
0: like a like a Cthulhu? Not like
1: a kind of a Cthulhu. He's this tentacle creature out in the outer regions. And Kylo is gonna go train under him. And Kylo does that in the movie. Um Ray has a lightsaber that she built herself, combining her staff. And Luke's old lightsaber that was broken.
0: Okay, so like a little, bit of, a little bit of her, a little bit of Luke. It's a
1: saber staff. Come together make a saber staff. Which I thought she always, should, always should have had. You know, like have a, a blue lightsaber with two ends on it so she can fight it like your staff, like she did in Jakku. But have a lightsaber on it.
0: Did you like the staff that she had in The Rise of Skywalker where like Evil Ray were like swung out? Yeah, that anyway. was that ruled. I love that.
1: <laughs> they should have had that more. That was one scene. I was so bummed that was only one scene. Um. There's a whole bit at the beginning of the movie. I'm not gonna go through the whole thing because it's very in-depth. Um, um, there's a whole bit too while while Kylo is training with Palpatine's old master, mm-hmm. he's taunted by Luke's ghost. <laughs> like <laughs> Luke- <laughs> not really, but he's just He's basically just like um, he's like uh, he also pushes Rey through the movie too. Um, but Kylo's like, what is you know, your path has led you to the dark side, like what you think this is gonna help you, think it's going to like, you know, make you stronger? And Kyle's like, I'm gonna be stronger than any Jedi with the help of, of you know, the Master. Mm. There's a whole bit, too, where, like, they brought back the kind of the puppet Senate mm-hmm. and Hux's Chancellor Hux. What? Yeah.
0: Oh my, I didn't realize Hux was gonna get that big of a promotion. Yeah. Cause, like, Okay, in, we'll go
1: back to Ryan Skywalker. And
0: Ryan Skywalker. He's he, a spy. I, I think it's super spy. funny. So, like, I'm
1: the spy. Was that thought, was
0: a really funny scene. And I I think that they could have, like, made it even better by having him tag along with i would love and like try to be a good guy but he sucks at being a good
1: guy because he's just like a little bastard yeah like, pro, that would have been so pro funny. hux's role was really fun connie died 10 seconds later and he i th- died
0: immediately that sucked that had potential
1: i think i i just wanted to see him and kylo like having a having a spat right you know, like they like never something. they never talked in the movie
0: no they never like once, like once never i think once like, and like hux, hux is he's just like a funny character like it would have been great but a
1: total waste of a character yeah. that you know, could have been better Anyway, that's basically the plot of the movie. Kylo doesn't get redeemed in this version. Not at all. No, no, he's too he's too far gone. Whoa. Yeah.
0: So he almost
1: manages to turn Rey in this version, I believe. Yeah. At the end, it turns out that the Force ghosts have to be the ones to come and and kind of like pull Ben back from the dark side. Oh. So they need to have like. So he does
0: get pulled back.
1: He gets pulled back, but he's never like not on his own. He kind of like it's it's not a great ending. It has like all the Force ghosts come in. You got. Obi-Wan and Anakin and Luke and Leia all coming in to try to bring Ben back. Saved by ghosts. Saved by ghosts. Yeah, they do. They, I don't know. The plot is kind of sketchy from there out. Like the one guy who has it, he's like a Hollywood guy.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, named Robert Meyer Burnett. He has a little YouTube video, a two-parter, where he goes through the script like, you know, chunk by chunk and yeah. kind of talks about it. And the title I thought was really good too, Better Than Rise of Skywalker, the title was going to be Duel of the Fates.
0: Oh, like the song. Like the song.
1: It also is a duel of the fates. So you have the fate of the Jedi and the fate of the Sith all at once. That is once. like a
0: cool sounding, because it doesn't... Yeah, that's a cool sounding title. Cool
1: title. Better premise. Again, written by Colin Trevorrow. So, so it, who
0: knows how it would have actually been.
1: I think it also involved splitting the heroes up a bunch. Which, which
0: people didn't like. Which, yeah, in would we'll, we'll have yeah, we'll we'll had yeah, Ray going off eight. by
1: herself. People which didn't, people didn't like. People
0: didn't like that. But Rose
1: had a major role in it. She helped steal a Star Destroyer in the first scene of the See, movie. yeah uh, like, poor Rose. So like... Go find that. Yeah. Watch The Mandalorian. It's an
0: interesting read anyway, and The yeah. Mandalorian is is prime.
1: Yeah. Those are our thoughts. Um, maybe you have other thoughts. Let us know.
0: You can hit us up on Facebook or Twitter if you just search What's Lightsabers Precious. You can also visit us at our home online at www.whatslightsabersprecious.com or email
1: us at what'slightsabersprecious at gmail.com. Yes. And um, like we said, we're going to be kind of popping in and out on this feed to put in new things as they happen. Uh maybe not as regularly or with you know with the with the encyclopedic fortitude that we've put forth otherwise. But we're gonna we're gonna well, this this podcast ain't dead. It's just sleeping
0: very fitfully, waking got, up frequently.
1: We have a couple of projects coming down the line. We'll let you guys know about those if you're interested. If you like this show, you're probably like them. Um,
0: Cause it's like the same two assholes hosting it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> if you like us and our stupid, stupid, horrible way of doing media content, tune in. So You'll now, love now it. I
0: know if nobody tunes in, it just means they like do not like us personally. They hate us. <laughs> okay.
1: Until then, no, guys, uh, have a good have a good Hoblock day. We'll talk to you. When we me talk to you
0: later. You bet. Bye. Bye.